Welcome to the Market Moment. This is Matt here with Lee and John. What's up? How are we doing? Doing great. Life well, is good. Life is good. Yeah. <clears throat> Weather's Fall. good. Fall is here. Awesome time of the year. Best time of the year, it in is. my opinion. So yeah. um, just want to mention, if you if I've been mentioning this at the end of the podcast, want to mention mm. at the beginning, if you like the content we're doing, if you if you like the podcast, the data briefs, whatever we're doing, we'd, we'd appreciate a like uh, uh Click on the subscription. Um, check out David's book. So just want to toss those things out there. David wrote a new book. Go check it out um, and give us a like on YouTube um, on the podcast or data brief videos. We would greatly appreciate that. So, but if you don't like it, don't don't thumbs down. Don't thumbs down. <laughs> just, it. Yeah. yeah. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, last week recap: S and P up 0.5 percent, Nasdaq up 1.6, and the Dow down 0.3. Um, jobs numbers came in strong, 336,000 jobs in September, about twice what they had forecasted. So quick, we'll, we'll be quick on this. Any, any thoughts on the markets last week? Just continued volatility. Um, the jobs number surprised. Jobs number surprised. It's crazy. Yeah. You're looking at last week and it's like, well, based on what happened this weekend. It's a distant it's memory. Like, yeah. It's like, who cares? That doesn't even matter anymore. It's just like every... You never know what's going to happen, and things oh, can change so no quick. And right with the yeah. Israeli conflict, and um, you know, last week was so much about the treasuries. You know, the yields hit the highest in you know the last seven eight years, and <clears throat> and you know it's or more than that. I think since you know two thousand seven maybe. Um, and when treasury treasury yields get that high, stock market's going to suffer, and we're seeing the reverse this week. <clears throat> Um, you know, Matt, you and I were talking this morning that with the conflict that's going on in the Middle East, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon. Whenever you have global conflict, people rush in to buy treasuries, safe investments. <coughs> when treasuries get bought, yields come down, stock market goes up. And we're beginning to see that play out this week. We don't know how it's going to end, but yesterday was a strong up day. Yeah. Today started off on a on a good note. and. You know, you have a flat to quality, yields will come down, and we're beginning to see that. So we'll see. Yeah, I thought the Israeli thing was interesting because I thought yesterday would, might be a tough day on the market. Right. And it ended up being a good day. I also look at, like, the next month or so, go back and look at any conflict in the Middle East. Energy is a big issue. Energy prices tend yep. to spike, mm -hmm. which could go into that inflation thing that we talked about and so on. Um, so I think there's a lot of uncertainty. If you watch the news channel, CNBC, Fox Business, whichever one you're watching, and I watched it for eight hours yesterday, there are as many people that think things are going to be okay as there are people that think they're going to be bad. And if you watch it all day long, how could you possibly not be confused? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because there's so many things that happen fast. The Israeli thing is is a new thing, and, and our hearts and prayers go out to that. I mean, that's yeah. a horrible yeah. situation. Well, we were talking about this morning how, you know, conflict military conflict in particular can can you know can spark a rally sure. especially in certain stocks you saw defense stocks defense yesterday rally and yeah. so um it it it's while it may it obviously is tragic and um not good like it doesn't mean you know it has to be catastrophic for the stock market right so exactly um don't want to get those two things too intertwined so today we're going to do something a little different this should be fun um Matt Hager, our producer, has picked out. We've yet to watch these, so we were watching. We we're going to watch these in real time 
with the people listening and watching the podcast, but he's picked out five TikTok videos on uh, different people that are offering, you know, some kind of financial advice or some kind of opinion on a financial topic. And we're going to give our feedback or our thoughts in real time. Maybe we agree with them. Maybe we don't. Like I said, we have no idea what they're going to be about. Um, so it should be interesting. We might learn a lot about H- Hager after watching these <laughs> yeah. videos. Um, It'll probably be some Taylor Swift video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he just gave me the uh, evil eye there. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so we're going to watch five videos, give our thoughts and feedback on what we like, dislike, agree, don't agree on, okay. and we will go from there. So let's see the first video. Currently in the U.S. right now, there's $986 billion in credit card debt, which is a record. $1.6 trillion in auto loans, also a record. $11.6 trillion in mortgages, record. And $16.5 trillion in housing debt overall. This is also another record. The U.S. is not setting up in a good scenario. So if you're sitting here right now thinking about buying something stupid, don't do it. All you should be focusing on is preserving capital and saving cash because you should always be prepared for the worst case scenario. My recommendation to you right now, sit on your cash as much as possible, sell unnecessary goods and items, focus on protecting yourself and protecting your future. All right. So hoard cash, live in fear. Put on your tin tin hat. Yeah. That's kind of the the idea I got there. Well, well, the housing number, let's just put that in perspective. It's at the lowest interest rates in history of US on our mortgage. Like, so the folks that he's going into that like that's a big problem that we have so much money in mortgage debt. That's good debt. Yeah. If you're at two to three to four percent and you're in a mortgage, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I'm not worried about that stat at all. He's trying to use it as a fear stat. Now the credit card debt, that's a problem. That's revolving debt. Interest rates are going through the roof. That's a problem. Um, so I mean, some of the stuff, sure, but I, that's not good sound financial advice. Well, and cat, I mean, <clears throat> cash. Like hoard cash, like what is that doing for you with when inflation's at six and seven percent? And I mean, well, what is yeah. that really protecting yeah. you against? Like, you know, I, he, this is this is I know we t- I talk about this a lot, but like these kind of like fear mongering people, yeah, you know, yeah. that he's he's in essence <clears throat> trying to say like everything as we know it's going to explode without coming out and saying it. That's kind of the general yeah. idea I get. Yeah. And I always tell clients like. If the worst of the worst happens, like the dollar collapses and the system as we know it just collapse, like cash isn't going to be a great investment, you know, like it's not going to matter. Like if you have a bunch of cash under your mattress, like good luck using it probably yeah. isn't going to be worth a lot. So I just this idea that you're going to run from risk by just keeping things in cash doesn't make sense to me unless you're talking about a specific type of risk. Um, I don't know. Can, yeah. I, can I play the devil's advocate or yeah. the, the contrary view? I don't agree with him. Fear mongering was the word that I kept coming up with. But in, if you had followed his advice six months ago, I don't know when the, the TikTok video It was video in March, came out. actually. March. Okay. <clears throat> six months ago, if you had sold all your risk on investments, thrown them in a money market, you'd be okay. Now, the question is always that we talk to clients about is, when do you come back in? You know, you, you can look like a genius going out, but you'll look like a fool oftentimes trying to time it back in. So, again, don't agree with it. You know, for most of our clients are long-term investors. We would never, you right. know, 
recommend this type of sell everything, hoard cash. Right. But, you know, uh, as we like to joke and say, a, a, a stopped clock is right twice a day. Twice a day, yeah. So. And this guy, I mean, I'd love to see, you know, how much experience he has with all this kind of stuff. So this kind of stuff is, is interesting to me because you can become a TikTok famous person. Sure. Overnight by just... And it's kind of like the shock and awe. I think you have to be shock, shock and value. awe yeah. to get yeah. views and clicks and, and get uh, people that like to listen to others and don't use their own brain sure. to follow you, which a lot of people, unfortunately, do. And that's so that's that one. There you go. All right. Second video. Let's say you're 20 years old. If you started putting $300 a month away every single month for five years, by the time you're 25, you'd have $18,000. That would be enough to apply for an FHA loan on a $400,000 home. You're now 25 and you own real estate. You live in the house for two years, then you refinance into a conventional loan and then use some of that equity that you've built up to go and purchase a second home. Now you're 27 and you own two properties. Do the same thing again and you haven't even reached your 30s, but you already own three properties. Okay, so there's a couple, <clears throat> couple different uh, things here. John, initial thoughts. <laughs> well, I mean, he's really good at math. <laughs> because 300 a month for five years, that's, that, he's fantastic with math. Um, I have a lot of thoughts here. Well, number one, I think that that is fantastic if you're buying these houses and you can afford to pay the, the, he's not talking about the mortgage payments and so on, because if you're 20 or 25, buy that first $400,000 house, there's a, there comes with a payment. Sure. Right? So you have to be making money yeah, elsewhere, right? You have to have the income, right? to, to, have to, have the income to support that. And in today's rates of seven plus percent, it's that's not a small hard. mortgage. It's not, it's very, very hard to do that. So, I mean, although that plan sounds fantastic, you still have to have everything else Sure. In order in your There's life at a of young age. still involved. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, I, don't, I don't have that much of a problem with the idea of building real estate as assets, but. No, I mean, I think this is a lot more sound advice than yeah. video yeah. number one. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> but you're right. You know, in a low rate environment, you know, it, it's a it's a good good type of portfolio to have. And he was saying use the equity from the previous Correct. home. So he Correct. was like t do it, talking about doing like a cash out sure HELOC HELOC or something yeah. assuming so, your house goes up in value and so, on. so that's, that's, the, that's where this comes into play is like he's making assumptions that you're purchasing you're doing three deals in a five-year period that's that's making some good assumptions yeah. on increasing property value that's correct low interest rates, rates yeah. and and you know you're leveraged to the tilt on yeah. that kind of a deal because right. you've you've maxed out the previous couple properties so can that work could it work out really really well and yes. make a Ton of, absolutely. But is there still plenty of risk involved? Yeah. Absolutely. I think a lot of people look at real estate. I hear it all the time of where it's like this like risk-free kind of investment. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it can be a really, really good long-term investment. And the risk is very different than like public markets. Right. But it, I mean, you don't have to talk to too many people to find somebody that's, you know, lost money on a real estate oh, deal. Oh, sure. Or, right, right. You know, well, uh, if you'd have done that exact plan in, two thousand, if you'd have started that plan in 2000, and 2005, you bought your first house, 2007, you bought your second house, you're toast right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? So exactly. it's, it's, it's it is, great. It's dependent on the environment. It's dependent on a lot yeah. of factors sure. that are, yeah. That, the, yeah. The initial mm -hmm. advice on 
save 300 a month yeah. to build up a down payment and buy a home by your 25. Fantastic. All, all in on that. Yes. Makes a ton of sense. Yep. Yes. Um, yep. So, all right. Video number three. Don't invest in anything you can't tell me how it works, and don't invest in something because you're excited. If your pulse rate's up, you're getting conned. Short and sweet. Um, I'll take the first part. Yeah. 100% <clears throat> agree. You know, if, if I don't understand it, there's no way in the world I can explain it to a client. Kind of like Bitcoin. Right. You know, I mean, when it came out, clients would ask me about it, and I would, ju- I would be honest with them. I don't understand it. No doubt. There's a lot there and so yep i i i agree i agree i agree with it the one caveat just to kind of play the devil's advocate Mm -hmm. i guess would be um i think a lot of people don't understand the stock market sure and everyone's putting money into their 401k investing as they should like they should be doing that but i think there's it i think it does kind of depend on what you're talking about because um, i think a majority of retail clients don't actually understand the stock market how it works what it is the risks involved, and they should absolutely still be putting money into their 401k. But yeah. that that's I'm kind of looking for something to sure. dig there, but I generally agree with what he said. And his <clears> – what is wrong with my voice? His last comment about if your, if your pulse rate goes up or whatever, I, I like it. I mean, take emotion out of investing. I mean, Emotions have killed investors absolute, forever. On the, on the upside and downside. But on the same time, I think that – <clears throat> that comment, like if you're talking about a stock, like somebody comes to you and they have the new uh, electric vehicle <laughs> yeah. company that's going to be hot. And I can tell you one in Northwest Arkansas that's not making it that was hot you yeah. know, yeah. six that months ago. Big deal. Yeah. Right. So <clears throat> it's that that idea. Now, mutual funds, ETFs that are diversified, you know, I don't think he's talking too much about that. The one thing I can tell you about Dave Ramsey, which I do really, really like pretty much everything he says, but I can tell you from just my own, just my own sneaky side, write a book. Do a lot of things, don't invest, and that's how you can become a millionaire. Tell, tell people how to become millionaires by writing a book. Yeah. And that's a fantastic way. If you can find that yeah. way to, to win, that's the first step. But, maybe, maybe that's yeah. why David wrote his book. That's exactly right. <laughs> Could have been. <laughs> you know, but, but it, you know, sound advice. You know, take and emotion no, it is out. Good. Don't, yeah, yeah. Don't take get... emotion out. I totally Absolutely. Agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Fourth video. The best investment in the world today. I'm not kidding you. Better than real estate, better than oil, better than gas is silver. Because... This is going down. I hear you. When this goes down, the rupee goes down with it. Mm. Okay. All okay, right. so if you want to get rich, get silver today. Best investment of all. This is $35 US. Mm. All right, so Robert Kiyosaki, he was holding a silver coin there, talking about silver and how he thinks it's the best investment you can make right now. This video came out. September 10th, so it's yep. pretty recent. Um, thoughts on? So how many commercials have we seen over the last 20 years that have told us that silver is the best investment and you have to go into silver? Yeah. Right? And how, where is silver? And I have clients that have bought silver. Yeah. And I have SLV's ETF silver. I've bought, followed that for a long time. It has moved $5 total in 10 plus years. Yeah. Like, that's fine. I mean, there a dead clock is... Right, you know, someday maybe silver will make this massive comeback and be very, and maybe he'll be right. But I've heard this story for way too long to just well, run to silver. Where I immediately disagree <clears throat> with them is investment. Right. I think it's a hedge. If you know, if currency collapses, 
okay, you could see this incredible gold, spike, so, yeah. gold, yeah. silver, sure. like yeah. other kind of assets that are, you know, I would consider like usable assets that could be traded or, or used to buy stuff. But that's a hedge. That's kind of like hedging against some kind of catastrophic event. That's not an investment where you you buy it today and expect a return over X period of time, and then you're going to sell it for a profit. Because to your yeah. point, people have been saying that for decades, yeah. and it just hasn't proven to be true. doesn't mean it couldn't be true over the next few years, but I think it would have to come from some kind of catastrophic event. Well, the other thing that he was doing, which those who are listening didn't see, was he was holding up the dollar bill saying, this, this is going to crash, this is, yeah. is crash. Yeah. going to go down. So um, I agree. It you know people have been calling for that for I mean forever you know I mean going back you know decades yeah you know people have said gold and, it, and silver and it doesn't yeah. it doesn't mean that that won't be the right advice at some point yeah hundred years yeah. from now maybe that but it's like how long are you willing to be wrong yeah right before you need to make a different well know. and it's it's not silver but you know how many william defoe commercials have yeah. we seen oh my yeah. you know talking about <clears throat> investing in gold well gold yeah. i will say something about silver and gold so i i've thought about this for years i've looked at these things for years gold has come up quite a bit you know since mm -hmm. 2008 so sure. i go back silver has not right it has not done that and silver is used in more things yeah in a sure. lot of things yeah and in our technology Type right. stuff. I'm not smart enough to know how it's used. But yeah, but it's, it's needed yeah, for it's a lot needed more. For more things. So it's it's kind of a interesting that it has not picked up any steam at all, yeah. regardless. But I don't <clears throat> buy into that you should move everything to silver at yeah. all. As a hedge, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. That's about it. Yeah. And here's our final video. This one comes from singer Akon. Oh, boy. While he was a guest <laughs> on Logan Paul's podcast. <laughs> Whatever you do, do not own a jet. What? You're spending at least two, three million dollars a year just on upkeep. You so? spend, this is the advice I give everybody. The money that you have now has to last you a lifetime. That's a great so advice. The moment you think about it like that, you're never going to be broke. Why don't you tell MC Hammer that, bro? Ooh. All right, don't buy Jet. He just. <laughs> wow. He Shoot, just I gotta, crushed all my hopes and dreams. <laughs> I, I mean, I need to go. Change, been, my, change my plans for this afternoon. I was headed over to... I've been saving $300 a month. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I've heard David say this since I first knew him. He's Because I'm like, man, how cool would it be to like... Because, you know, he flies. So it's always like talking about these crazy dreams and stuff. And he's like, what people don't understand is the cheapest part of buying a jet is, is buying, buying the, jet. the jet. Exactly. Like it only gets more expensive. And, you know, the amount of income and wealth you have to have to sustain that over time is a lot you more guys are you starting think. to figure that with the boat purchase that you had this summer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> much much smaller number so i was yeah. on this jet topic i was watching a TikTok a week or so ago and or a video and this you know multi-millionaire billionaire young kid was buying a jet he was wanting to buy a jet and you know i think the jet was going to cost him 50 60 million but the salesman was saying you really need to fly a certain number of trips in a year to justify it and it was like a hundred and twenty five trips in a year before it justifies it and the guy says you know i fly on average 50 to 70. and the salesman just said it, it's you'd rather you you need to go lease one or do yeah. you do one of these net jet kind of deals but he said the cost and they showed the annual cost oh this guy's this millions of dollars of just fuel and upkeep and maintenance so I, 
We'll change our plan for this afternoon. We'll yeah, no uh, more jet. No more jet. I love yeah. my favorite part of that whole thing is when Logan Paul when he's like, it costs two three million dollars a year for upkeep. Logan Paul said, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they live uh, in a different element yes, than, very, than most of us. Very much so. so yeah. Sorry to be a downer for all of our <laughs> listeners out there that had yeah. weekend plans to to go shop at the Citation <laughs> store. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah. Don't well, go that, by jet. <clears throat> that was fun. Um, checking out some TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. I never watch TikTok videos. So that's yeah. um, that's about as cool as I get right there. Right. So. There you go. All right. Well, as always, we want to end with a thought of the day. This one is from Babe Ruth. Every strike brings me closer to the next home run. As always, we appreciate you guys listening and watching the podcast, and we'll see you next week. that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC, Mach 1, is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Rogers, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Third-party ratings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client, nor are they representative of any one client's value. All investment strategies have the potential for profit and loss, including the loss of principal. Actual account results may have been higher or lower than the results mentioned, depending on an individual's investment timing, cash movement, size of the account, and client restriction. Past performance is not indicative of future results. For full disclosures, please see mock-1financial.com disclosures.